0: Welcome to a new episode of The Sunday Sauce. I'm with a friend of mine and a person who will hopefully beat the 29-year stronghold of Chuck Schumer, Joe Pinion. How are you, my friend?
1: Good to be here, my friend. Always good to talk to
0: you. Yes, yes. Um, Well, welcome. And, uh, you know, you just recently threw your hat in the ring. You quit Newsmax because, you know, obviously you believe that You believe in New York. Let me just say that. Right. Because who quits their TV job? I mean, you're on national TV. So that's pretty that's pretty major. Right.
1: Look, I mean, it it was one of the greatest opportunities, you know, in many ways, the opportunity of a lifetime uh, to be on Newsmax and remain grateful to Chris Ruddy and the entire Newsmax family uh, for that opportunity. But. Um, As I've explained to my mother and and many people in my family who are still crying to this day, uh, (laughs) there are worse things than not having your own television show. It's called not having the country. Um, And when you look at the policies that are being rubber-stamped by the man who represents the interest of New York State, the senior senator from this state, the U.S. Senate majority leader for the nation, Um, that's not a political position. It is a moral responsibility. Uh, That responsibility has not been upheld. Uh, And so I think If you look at the dollar here in America being debased by the printing of money like there is no tomorrow, seniors who got the largest increase in a generation from Social Security, watching that increase wiped out uh, due to that printing of money. Uh, You look at the crisis that we see abroad with Russia, Uh, again, a president that does not have the fortitude to stand up uh, to the man he called a killer in Vladimir Putin. 170,000 troops amassed in the Ukrainian border, which is not even talking about the hacking of our beef supply. One-fifth of the U.S. beef supply hacked on this president's watch. Uh, 35% of the fuel to the eastern seaboard uh, compromised due to a Russian hack on this president's watch. 87% of the gas stations in our nation's capital did not have any fuel. Um, And so when you have a, a media apparatus that says nothing, basically calls it Uh, common practice. When you have members of the United States Congress who pretend that nothing happened, and when we have a president that wants to make nice uh, with somebody like Vladimir Putin, you know that something must be done. And so for me, looking at what was happening here at home and abroad, uh, looking at the issues we've never addressed in my entire lifetime, 12 million children living in poverty, uh, one out of three Black children here in New York Uh, experiencing poverty, three out of five black children in the Bronx experiencing poverty, two out of every child, two two out of every five children in Syracuse um, experiencing poverty. There are issues that cannot wait. A generation has gone with these issues being unaddressed. And I think for me, staying at Newsmax felt like an act of cowardice. If we thought that we could have an impact on that conversation, if we believed that we could build an uncommon coalition, To be successful in November, Uh, that is why we got into this race uh, to make that principled argument, to do what many say cannot be done. And I think that come November, uh, with the hard work of myself and individuals all across this state and all across this country, we are going to prove many of the skeptics wrong.
0: I mean, let's let's how does how does Joe Pinion become Joe Pinion? Let's back it up. Tell me.
1: (laughs) I mean, look. I I think the simple answer is uh, the love. Uh, unshakable commitment of a mother um, who basically mortgaged her own happiness to make sure I had opportunities many people would kill for, Um, a grandmother who poured everything she had into me, left Jamaica uh, to come to the United States to help raise me when my parents got divorced, Uh, and yet that same grandmother being forced to die alone Mm. um, at the height of COVID in one of the better nursing homes in the country. Um, because of policies that do not make any sense in the name of science that was not being properly executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you know for me, part of the reason why I'm in this race, obviously there are the policies, uh, but there is a human component of this uh, to ensure that the pain and suffering that's been inflicted on so many families all across this state and all across this nation that is still being inflicted upon families today in the name of political uh, uh, political gain. Uh, This political orthodoxy, in many ways, uh, that has very little to do with science, can finally be put in the dustbin of history uh, because, after nothing else, um, we have an obligation to make sure that every single person that calls this nation home has equal opportunity. But we have an equal responsibility to ensure that the people in their golden years get to have the dignity that they deserve. Um, That dignity has been betrayed our responsibilities to the American people have been abandoned. And you have to look no further than Afghanistan, where we still have Americans left behind by the cowardly retreat of this administration. So at home and abroad, from Montauk to North Country, and everywhere in between, Rochester to Buffalo, uh, we see the pain of bad leadership, bad stewardship uh, being impacted on people all across this great
0: land. It's true. It's funny you say that, because that report just came out that the lockdowns only really saved what 0.2% of people like right. that was that was right that just came out
1: look and to me look it's very easy to say uh, a well-intentioned policy has often gone awry uh, but also i think that there's no shame in getting it wrong as long as we have the courage and the humility to admit as much Uh, We still have policies right now being implemented by these politicians that say that cashless bail um, does not make the world more vulnerable, that defund police did not make our communities less safe. All while we see shootings up ninety percent in New York City, homicide up thirty percent. Twelve mm-hmm. U.S. cities hitting all-time highs uh, mm-hmm. for homicide. Uh, just yesterday alone, one day in Joseph Robinette Biden's America, uh, Westchester County Mall smash and grab burglaries. A top ten per capita income in the country, uh, yep. it has found its way to Westchester Soho. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty thousand dollars worth of merchandise stolen from Celine in broad daylight in the middle of the afternoon. Uh, This is the type of lawlessness uh, that has run amok in our streets and in our communities because of the three dangerous words uh, in the history of modern politics, defund the police, um, and politicians who refuse to acknowledge We should not have actually followed these policies. We should not have allowed the children of politics uh, to be able to hijack our national conversation and innocent people have paid that price with their lives. So it's time to put this foolishness to bed once and for all. Um, And certainly we now know the politicians will not admit that they are wrong uh, so that we now need to choose as a people to go in a different direction.
0: Well, I actually have to say, um, Rep. Richie Torres, he's a Democrat, and he actually said the other day, I don't know if you caught it, he said the the fund the police thing, it's dead in New York, and any Democrat politician that thinks so, we're not going to take them seriously anymore. So I actually have to hand it to an actual Democrat in New York City who actually said that. That's uh, pretty amazing, I have to say. Absolutely. And yet,
1: again, so many of his colleagues, Uh, refuse to say the exact same thing and so i think look uh part of being human part of being america is recognizing uh that there's no shame in being wrong as long as we have the ability to acknowledge as much uh but we've lost uh the forest from the trees now on so many issues uh here across this country and the leadership that we have is more concerned with staying in power and empowering the people and protecting the electorate and so uh, it's up to us now. The Calvary is not coming. We are the Calvary. And that vision for the America we deserve starts now.
0: But Why has Chuck Schumer been in office for 29 years? I don't understand. Why hasn't a powerful, not even just Republican, just another Democrat just with like a center? I know he claimed he's been a centrist his whole career, but clearly that's that's not the case. We know he's a leftist. He's a progressive he he claims he's for israel he's jewish but he doesn't do anything for israel he he actually you know uh he i don't even see him decrying the jewish attacks that were happening when the palestinians were basically abducting jewish people in Times square this summer and you know things like that so why why hasn't anybody beat this guy in any race i'm very confused well look i i often say that uh, the original sin
1: of america uh, is not necessarily even slavery, but apathy. Um, right. It is the apathy and lack of concern uh, that leads to slavery, the subjugation of a whole people uh, simply by virtue of the color of their skin. And similarly, it is the apathy um, in society that allows a person uh, to sit in political power for 40 years and chains without demanding that they actually produce any tangible results to maintain that power. Uh, So, again, you have to remember that before he's a member of the United States Senate, which is where he has been uh, since he defeated Al D'Amato nearly 24 years ago, he was a member of Congress. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has been in the halls of Congress since 1980. He's been in D.C. since before I was born. Uh, this is the hard truth that we have to deal with. And before he was in DC, uh, he was in the New York State Assembly. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this is a person who literally walked off of a Harvard campus full of the privileged elite into the corridors of power and has never left. He has never had to earn a dime in the private sector Mm -hmm. in his entire life. Uh, So I think that shows when you have somebody who is so devoid of any type of tangible uh, connection uh, to the issues impacting people every single day, the inflation uh, that has run amok that they don't seem to think is an issue because they don't have to worry about how they can afford the eggs at the grocery store or finding the chicken tenders for the kids in the freezer section. Those Mm -hmm. are not issues he has to concern himself with. He doesn't have to worry about the fact that there are people struggling to make ends meet who now have to confront the fact that the average American is paying $400 million each and every single day more on fuel than they were a year ago because of energy policies that make no sense. Uh, So look, we have to make sure that we have to beat uh, back the apathy that has always led to bad outcomes for the people who depend on government the most. And I do believe that we can build that uncommon coalition to have uncommon outcomes in this election, which is the election of somebody who works in the interest of all the people. And whether you're left of Bernie Sanders, whether you are right of Donald Trump, recognize uh, that the fingerprints of Chuck Schumer are on everything that you despise about our political apparatus today. Uh, Because I will remind people that the people who want to get rid of college debt, Chuck Schumer was the one who voted to ensure that those banks could prevent you from discharging that college debt via bankruptcy. The people who want to make sure that we have safety and security in our communities. It was Chuck Schumer who dug his head in the sand when somebody like AOC hijacked our national conversation for justice reform and allowed uh, these policies to be implemented. It was a cancer pill that started with the rhetoric in D.C. that was effectively distilled into every town and city all across this country to the point where even in Wayne County, New York, a place where most New Yorkers can't find on the map. Uh, they had to bring in outside prosecutors to clear a backlog of homicide. That is where we are today. There is a murder spree run amok from California to New York because the poison of violence has become permissible in society, prioritizing the needs of the criminal over the concerns and safety of the lawful.
0: I kind of have a three part question for you. One, why? Why is it always white liberal politicians that need to tell black people what's best for them?
1: Well, look, I think it's quite telling that the same people who invented the phrase white privilege uh, take the privilege uh, to tell people like myself uh, that I am everything but a child of God when my political views do not align with their own, uh, who think that they have the right to say that there is only one way to be a Black person, there's only one way to be a woman, there's only one way uh, to be trans, there's only one way to be anything, their way or the highway. Uh, So I think concretely, uh, the hypocrisy that we despise in politics, the cup hath run it over into our everyday lives. And I think that there is a responsibility of leadership to beat back that type of myopic thinking in public life, because they in many ways are the stewards of our public discourse. Uh, So that's where we are today in society. And I'm firmly uh, in belief of the fact that we can come together in this election, build that uncommon coalition, because most people recognize that the policies being implemented are not working for the common people. If you are unhappy with the world as it is today, you cannot vote for the architects who designed it. Chuck Schumer, as I mentioned, has been designing our way of life since 1980, which happens to coincide uh, with the largest boom in inequality in this nation from a wealth standpoint in the history of modern society, uh, Mm -hmm. going all the way back to when we had the robber barons uh, in a pre-industrial America. So I just want to make sure that we tell people you have a home on this campaign. Engage with us. Go to www.joepinion.com. Make sure that you can help us make phone calls, knock on doors, because for the first time in 24 years you have a chance to have a choice and we're going to make that choice matter
0: now that brings me to my next question like you said about you're pretty well versed in the history of chuck schumer he makes a lot of empty promises the, what has chuck schumer exactly done for black people like what has he done like has he i know he made a lot of promises about you know reparations and all of that stuff and uh the whole reparations thing I got a problem with because my family, you know, I, you, know you know, I'm 100 percent Italian, obviously. We're, we're friends and whatever. So why he signed a bill that he wants. I mean, I don't, I don't think it went anywhere about reparations. Why would my family, who wasn't even here doing slavery, have to pay for reparations when we had nothing to do with slavery like, I'm very confused on that whole thing. I'm just well, look, I mean, yeah.
1: so he, he, here's, here's how I always break it down with
0: people. I'm just on the issue of
1: reparations specifically. Right. Right. Uh, you know, we are all part of this American experience, right? right? We are both, if we are beholden to the legislation that was passed, the constitution that was written, uh, then we embrace the full tradition of America, the good, the bad, and the, the everywhere in between. Uh, So I think in many ways we can have a conversation uh, that is accountable for the things that have gone wrong without saying that the people who are alive today are personally responsible for that pain and for that suffering that was wrongfully inflicted on so many people. In the issue of reparations, I say concretely, uh, I am unwilling to take pennies on the dollar for the subjugation of people that look like me. And while most people focus on what is the dollar amount on the, uh, on the line, on the check, uh, what I'm concerned about is the note in the memo. Uh, which says that we will never talk about this again. I don't wanna stop talking about what happened because those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. And I'm unwilling to take one cent less than what would be owed uh, because concretely, uh, that means that what happened um, was not necessarily that severe. Uh, So look, I think that we should be more focused on how do we empower the people who are here today to have the fullest, most robust American experience. That means talking about school choice and education, because what future do you have if to pursue life, liberty, or opportunity if you are handicapped going into the world in that pursuit? And Mm -hmm. so when you look at something as egregious, 77% of the students that attend high school in the city of Baltimore read at an elementary school level. I'll repeat, 77% of mm-hmm. all the students that attend Baltimore city high schools, read at an elementary school level. In fact, you dig deeper into the numbers, only 1.9% of students that attend Baltimore city high schools read at grade level. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, now that's what we know. We also know that 34% of all the children nationwide uh, do not read at grade level, and we know concretely that the numbers are probably even more, much worse, uh, but there are unions all across this country that don't even allow us to compile the real data. Uh, so the numbers I'm giving you here on Baltimore, I couldn't even begin to compile them in such great detail here in New York, because the nature of how the data is collected in New York precludes us from collecting that data. Uh, So again, we have to have accountability up and down the line here. You look Mm -hmm. at something like New York City public housing, disproportionately populated by minorities. We are $40 billion behind in actual repairs and regular maintenance. Uh, We had at the height 40,000 elevators at one point in time that were broken, not working. Uh, We've got lead in the drinking water and in the paint on the walls that have led to tens of thousands of children being permanently damaged. Uh, Their ability to be fully functional adults Uh, forever compromised uh, Mm -hmm. because the people who say they care about the needs of the non-well-to-do, the the downtrodden, they have not actually taken the time to make sure that their needs are met. So don't talk to me about reparations where people are going to get pennies on the dollar. A few people might get a check for $5,000, $10,000, $20,000, which is not chump change, but certainly is chump change. We haven't given people the financial literacy they need to know what to even do with that lump sum of money. And still, the people are living in abject despair, where you have individuals who are not being given the tools they need to go on to college, to go on to be gainfully employed. Mm. What future do you have if you walk out of a high school reading at a third grade level? There were children in that study from Baltimore that were reading at a kindergarten level. Teenagers getting ready to become fully vested members of society, reading at a kindergarten level. That, in a word, my friend, it's child abuse. Don't talk to me about reparations when you turn a blind eye to children literally being abused by the government, subsidized by the government, sponsored by the government. That is actual Jim Crow in a 2022 America, where we have people on the other side of the aisle talking about fictitious possibilities of potential Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, if uh, the pain and soul, the pain of black people, has always been used as a political whip. Uh, to get people in line to get the votes but not empower the people that has to end and we
0: want to end it in this election. Yeah, I mean like I said the whole reparations thing it kind of disturbed me cuz it kind of sounds like democrats just want to throw money at african americans be like okay here we go here's some money uh we're just you know we're not going to educate anybody about slavery anymore and it's it just it just doesn't sound like uh kosher per se to me, you know what I mean? It was like very very strange thing to me. So, you know, when all that other stuff is going on in NYSHA and, to, and the reading. Yeah, I mean, To be clear, right?
1: We should be yeah. able to do two things at once. We should be able to have a comprehensive conversation right. about the history of subjugation in this nation uh, that brings everybody in, doesn't pit neighbor against neighbor. Uh, we should be able to also have a conversation about what are the best remedies to improve the lives of people living in America today. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time, you don't have to cut people a check to improve their financial outcomes. In some ways we have data that shows that cutting people a check uh, does the opposite that actually decreases uh people's financial outcomes. So right. look, um, I think on some basic level, what we should be focused on is what do we do to improve the robust opportunity that is embedded in the DNA of America. Mm-hmm. And what the Democrats have proposed oftentimes uh, does
0: not actually lead to us achieving those ends. It seems like the Democrats' motto is just throw money and everything, obviously. You see, with the build back better bill, they just want to throw money at everything and they just think that's going to just be the answer and everyone will be happy. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I mean, look, you know? it's
1: uh Democrats always talk about spending more money while actually never true, tro- truly showing people how the greater expenditure of money is going to lead to better outcomes. Wait, the um, bill that
0: better bill is going to cost us money? I thought it's not going to cost us money, according to Jen Psaki. <laughs> well, I, you know, we, we, have this
1: new, we have this new thing <laughs> called You know, modern economic theory, which basically says that debt is not real, which, again, if debt is not real, that also means that money is not real. Uh, So it's just this weird thing where all of a sudden, you know, buckle your seatbelt all aboard next stop Zimbabwe, where you'll have a trillion dollar bill. And Mm. somehow that will be the answer to wage inequality. But uh, often, again, ask the people of Zimbabwe how that worked out for them.
0: Yeah. Well, now my third question of the three part question. Um, I was actually talking to a, a candidate. I don't know if you know about him in Jersey Billy Prempey. yeah he, uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. He was telling me that um the reason he's running for um, Congress over there and against another white liberal guy and um, he said he you know he's been in office for a while and he's he thinks that the GOP, is afraid to go into um, like the inner city, well, not in our case, we live in the city, but uh, like the bad neighborhoods, like the GOP wouldn't go into like East New York or uh, Brownsville because, you know, that's, that's say that's the way they lose the votes. You know, would you, would you probably agree with that? Like, would you think yeah, so? Look,
1: to be clear, uh, when President Trump talked about the swamp, uh, the swamp creatures weren't just people with a D next to their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an entrenched inability as the Republican Party uh, to get out of their own way. I, see no, I take no pride uh, or pleasure in saying as much. It's just the truth. Uh, mm-hmm. We have what I call the African-American industrial complex in the Republican party. whereas that you can get paid a lot of money and get a whole lot of followers on Instagram telling people exactly what they want to hear um, which is none of what they need to know if our effort is to make sure that we truly are the big tent party uh, we were born to be uh, to make sure that we can have a party that has the type of robust representation amongst minority groups that is embedded in the legacy of the Republican movement. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I just wanna make sure that people know in this campaign, we're going to every corner of this state Uh, we're going to every uh, community that has been disaffected by these policies that have been put in place to let them know they have a chance to have a choice. On the way to getting a yes on election day, you have to build an on-ramp for people uh, to get to that yes, which inevitably requires a maybe. Uh, So again, uh, we're not asking people to become Republicans tomorrow, uh, but perhaps in their pathway, their political evolution, uh, they may see that there is one Republican in New York they can support. And once they realize there is one Republican in New York they can support, they might realize that there are three Republicans across this nation that they like. And in that evolution, you start to build that coalition of the willing that turns the Republican Party into an unshakable and unbeatable machine. Because when you have people united of all colors and all creeds, when we stop again, even in this left versus right, but just right versus wrong, it forces political parties to have different calculus, which means they no longer write off communities before they've ever stepped foot on the doorstep and asked people for their vote.
0: Mm. Listen. Joe, you gave me a lot of your time. Where where do we go to help you? Instagram, tell us, tell us.
1: Absolutely, you can go to www.joepinion.com. You can go to Instagram.com/slash uh, I am Joe Pinion. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, samely Facebook.com/slash I am Joe Pinion. Uh, but or just you know, just Google us. Uh, there's plenty of information out there. But again, uh, we want to have people. All over this country, help us. I get so many messages. Oh, Joe, if I lived in New York, I would vote for you. If I lived in New York, I would help you. To be clear, Uh, Anyone in this country who can help us, $5 at a time, $1 at a time, $10 at a time, uh, go to our website. You can sign up to make phone calls, uh, send text messages, send out smoke signals. Uh, We are going to get the word out there that for the first time in 24 years, you have a chance to have a choice because what Chuck Schumer does down in D.C., it doesn't just impact New Yorkers. It impacts every single one of us, his inability to pass virtually anything. Um, is in many ways the reason why the Biden presidency is going down in flames, because he is so political that he will not meet anybody halfway, including the members of his own party, Uh, which is why instead of actually finding common ground and common purpose uh, with Joe Manchin and with Kristen Sinema, he's tried to make them political pariahs. That's Mm -hmm. what his priority is. He is showing you who he is and who he has been in politics uh, since 1980, before I was born, uh, before many New Yorkers were born, before many people had the right to vote uh, in this in this country. So I think that, look, this is what we're dealing with right now. Uh, we have to make sure that people know that it's time to send Chuck Schumer to the retirement home of politics once and for all. And with your help, we'll get the job done.
0: Sickening. Joe, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. And good luck. All right. God bless, my friend. Talk soon. Thank you.